Welcome to another episode of the Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one, and I'm coming to you live from New York City. Today's episode is going to be about the wrestling rumors and news is going on, but there's a particular person who's on the news again, and it's the Impact World Champion, Tessa Blanchard, again, right? Going through dirt sheets this weekend and looking around. Oh, here I see Tessa Blanchard having um, issues now or had issues with the woman of wrestling promotion. Um, they also claiming that she was bullying them um, while she was in there. Um, there's also um, Allison K again, the NWA Women's World Champion, who used to be known as Sienna. Is accusing Tessa Blanchard of trying to dig up dirt. Why? What is what is going on with Tessa Blanchard? Now, I said it last week. I mean, the more information and the more stuff comes out of Tessa Blanchard, it leads me to believe that she probably was bullying people. And again, I don't know if you used the N-word because we were not there. I don't know if she did or not. That's another subject and another day to talk about. But the fact that she's been known now for being a bully, not only in in Japan or whatever other places she was at, now the women of wrestling um, roster is claiming that she was a bully. Uh, according to what I read yesterday, um, they said that Tessa Blanchard, when she first came in, um was being a bully they didn't want to follow rules um and she made one of the head trainers in there cry and um it's kind of crazy because if you go into a promotion and you, they have trainers there to train people whatever the case is according to resources or sources they claim that tessa blanchard uh, made this woman cry afterwards she made herself the head trainer in there um, she became very, very uh, pompous, a pompous young lady, wanted things her way, and it had to be her way. She pushed herself as, you know, as the top person until a, a fellow peers came and approached her. And her name is Malia Osaka. She was one of the women rosters, a woman female wrestlers in WoW who confronted her. They had a shout out. They had a verbal uh, confrontation, and they, they were separated. But Malia Os- Osaka was the one who was reprimanded and punished for that. Um, and it, it doesn't look good for Tessa Blanchard right now. I mean, because now, you know, she made herself look like, look, I am the best wrestler in the world. Well, she is the best wrestler, female wrestler in the world right now, because she did something that no other female wrestler has done. But now all these allegations are coming out, and um, it makes it, uh, I say a week ago, I was not believing anything that was being said because of the timing of all these allegations that came out, that she was a racist, that she was bullying people, she used the N-word in Japan, and I'm saying to myself, well, the day before her biggest match, all this stuff is coming out. But again, like I said before in the past, she opened a can of worms on that. Because if you think about it, she herself uh, talked about women being united. And here she goes being um, pretty much 
being accused of being a bully. So now, you know, now I like Tessa Blanchard. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, Tessa Blanchard always been my favorite female wrestler um, the last two years. And now with this coming out, um, it makes me think otherwise. I mean, she is a great performer. Let's not, let's not take away her skills and her ability. But if she is, is or was doing all this stuff behind the scenes, and the fact that once she won the title, Impact went to black after the no celebration, no nothing, and then she spoke without when the cameras were not rolling on her and claimed that in the past she made mistakes. That means you was doing it. There's no other way to explain it. You was doing it. But, you know, this is done not look good because once he drops the Impact belt and her contract is over, is she going to resign with Impact instead of going somewhere else? Hmm? We will see. Well, I got a second part to this story, and we will be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So, the second part to this story now. Allison K, a.k.a. Sienna, the NWA Women's Champion, claims that now Tessa Blanchard is trying to get dirt out of... um. Out of Allison K. The Allison K put something on Twitter claiming that she pretty much is, um, you know, her career uh, of 11 years has been built on a good reputation and not on bullying anybody. And that as she posted some um, text messages and conversation that somebody's sent to her, uh, he said, she said type of thing. But um, that part. Mm, I mean, as a person who has been in the law enforcement business, um, you could text somebody and say that that was a, you could text somebody and claim that that person was the one who did it, but you don't know that. That somebody could grab the phone, text, you know, put on the spot. And, you know, um, that's a he said, she said thing about, you know, the, the text messages, but then again, you know, uh, if Tessa Blanchard right now, reputation is, is, being, uh, is being a bully, and now um, she knows she's walking around with this dark cloud over her head, and she's trying to um, pretty much uh, justify, or should I say justify, justify the fact that, you know, she bullied people, and, you know, it was a mistake, blah, 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 but I mean, what's going to happen with this? Because now Impact is in the, in the, in the middle of a, what I call a, a, a shitstorm because this is not good PR for you and promotion because right now you got the belt around her. You know what I'm saying? You got the belt around her and then, and she's getting killed on social media. And the more she's getting killed on social media, that's the less people supporting her. And... She's going to look like a weak champion. So you're going to have to take that belt away from her and either put it on somebody else. I don't care who you put it on, but she can't walk be walking around 
with an Impact World title around her, and you know, and she has this bad rap. It's not good for the promotion. It's not good for nothing. And Impact, like, I, you know, I'm one of the persons that criticize Impact, and I've said it before. The Impact is a dead ship in the water. But if you want to move that dead ship off that water and move on and go to keep sailing to better and bigger things, you can't have this PR nightmare in your promotion because now this woman has the belt. You gave her the belt, and now all this stuff popped out, and now you're facing a situation where um, you have Allison K claiming now who used to be the woman's knockout champion back then when she was known as Sienna, uh, and apparently in these according to these texts that I read, was that she was trying to get in contact with people from TNA Impact to to find out if she was a bully behind scene, whatever. And Allison K, and listen, I could be wrong, Allison K looks like the type that was a bully in backstage also. But maybe she did it differently. Maybe, who knows, you know, in, in the wrestling business, uh, I, I I heard a lot of stories where it's a, it's a, it's a cutthroat business. And sometimes you got to, you know, do what you got to do to survive and make sure that your name is in the marquee. So, I don't know. This situation is very, very bad. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but Impact needs to um, do something about that. And speaking about Impact, and you're going to hate me for this. Oh, spoiler. Why are you giving us the spoiler? Well, Jordan Grace won the... Um, knockouts championship this past weekend in mexico tv taping she's the new knockouts champion so if you see her tuesday and she doesn't have the belt she'd be valkyrie for that belt so now it's gonna happen with valkyrie is she her contract situation was supposed to end the end of last year maybe she's wrestling without a contract is she gonna join uh johnny mundo johnny impact john morrison whatever he's called right now in wwe and join him in um in smackdown you know, um, I mean, it'll be, it'd, be, it'd be sad if she does go to SmackDown because she's a good wrestler. I like her skill. The Huela Loca, uh, she's very popular in Mexico. Um, but I could see her going to um, WWE. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll be right back after this. And we're back, guys. And uh, the next one, the story that uh, came into... My site this weekend is the Ring of Honor Supercar of Honor coming up in Lakeland, Florida in April. And it looks like Marty Scroll uh, is um, doing his business. Because right now, so far in the Supercar of Honor, he has signed Jay White, uh, uh, the uh, Taiji Ishimori from the Bullet Club, uh, Bone Soldier. And Will Ospreay. So you got three guys from um, New Japan and the Supercar. So right there, you could tell that right now, Marty Scroll is the one doing all this business, all this booking stuff, because he has a good relationship with New Japan. He goes out there. He was out there, I think, um, in the, it was the best of the Super Juniors this past year, or I think it was the best, the best of the Super Juniors um, last year. He was out there. Um, Jeff Cobb still goes out there, but Jeff Cobb doesn't have a contract with Ring of Honor. He's just wrestling independently right now. Um, so you're trying to build that bridge that was messed up back at the G1 Supercar last year. Again, I always bring that up because I think that was the that was the time where I felt Ring of Honor should have uh, 
taking the ball and ran with it. And, you know, the fact that they went back in 2018 and announced that they were going to have a, 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 an event in Madison Square Garden, WWE tried to block them. They brought in New Japan. New Japan brought in the lawyers. WWE backed off. And at that time, they had the elite in there. Kenny Omega, all these guys. Everybody was like, oh, my God, they're going to be. But you know, as you well know, the elite left. And now, you know, what it is, AEW today, the elite left. Left them pretty much um, dried out because now they have enough talent in there. They brought in Lifeblood. Lifeblood was a bust. And then they end up doing the G1 Supercar with, with the well, what they had. And if I was present at the G1 Supercar in Madison Square Garden, and if you guys remember that New Japan pretty dominated that whole event, you know, and they were the ones that um, took over. They had, I mean, Ring of Honor only had the three-way the three-way ti- uh, the three-way title match, the world title match between Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and Marty Scroll, which bringing that up, uh, Bully Ray mentioned in, in his show that he was pushing for Marty Scroll to win the Ring of Honor world title back in April. And, you know, the higher-ups in Ring of Honor dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. And here we are today. Where now Marty Scroll is the booker. He is making raw roster money. That's what the, that's what the information say. He signed a multi-year deal. He's the head booker. And he's already doing stuff behind the scene that I'm sure a lot of you Ring of Honor fans are not even paying attention to. He already brought in Will Ospreay from Chaos. Jay White and, and, and Atashi Ishimori from the Bullet Club. Who else is he going to bring? You know what I'm saying? A Supercar of Honor may be a great card because... You, I mean, even the bully reclaims that being a booker and being a, a, a talent, now you could have a, a conference of interest. Now, if you could put the t- title on yourself or not, whatever. Um, but I see there's, there's an improvement that Ring of Honor is doing. Compared to Impact, with Impact, you figure they bought uh, a, um, Access Channel, and now they have a home channel, and you figure, well, you know what? New Japan was there, so let's see if you could try to work something out. New Japan, I guess they try to bull rush New Japan, ask New Japan, hey, you're going to work with us or else? And New Japan was like, no, we're not doing this. You're not going to force us to work with you because now you own the channel. And Impact and Return went and pretty much kicked them out of the channel. But I'll talk to, to you guys about that in, in, in another Another um, news that I have about that, but um, but right now you could see that Ring of Honor is making a effort to get off that 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 the depths of hell, which I call it, the pits of hell. They all went the bottom. They were looking at they were looking at the future very bleak. If they would have lost Marty Scurll, they would have to. There would have been another promotion dead in the water, another ship dead in the water, but. You know, seeing that is is, is a good thing. Uh, I hope that um, Ring of Honor succeeds because I don't want I don't like any promotion dying out there, and I, I hope they succeed and able to get out of this funk. We'll be right back, and we're back talking about Impact that I I, I was bringing up Impact right now. There's so much trouble right now because, like I said, the Tessa Blanchard, um, Black Cloud hovering over them, then. This past, I believe, Friday, they made an announcement that 
uh, Twitch has banned Impact because RVD had a promo where he had his strippers and there was kind of a nudity and Twitch has a, a policy in their um, social platform. There is no nudity or explicit content and uh, Impact decided to push the button and push the bar and now they are banned. So that means you probably lost at least a million viewers on that alone. And now people don't have access channel. Not everybody has access channel. So by them allowing RVD to do this stupid stuff, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Who is running this freaking promotion? You know, I, I just don't get it. I mean, and in in, in right now, I feel bad for the wrestlers who are in there. Like Jordan Grace. Jordan, like I said, Jordan Grace just won the knockouts champion. And yes, I'm giving you a spoiler because I, I really don't care. Um... But it pisses me off when you have so much talent and you don't follow up with doing, you know, making the product better. But instead you go, you know, Access Channel, not a lot of people have it. You've been having problems since 2014 or 2015, longer than that, last five years with, with money-wise, whatever. I mean, last year you look, your guys look like you hit that corner. And I was like, wow, they're they doing so good, especially when I saw Slant Anniversary. And... Here we are, they're back with, with a dark cloud hovering over them. They give the, the world champion to a woman who has a dark cloud over her now. And not that I got against any woman winning the world title in the men's division because she did history. And, I, and like I said, I love Tessa Blanchard, but she hovering, got this dark cloud over her. And it's not good for the promotion. It's not good for the promotion. Then they went, they get banned out of Twitch. And if you think about it, it's the karma. You kicked out New Japan Pro Wrestling out of Access Channel because they didn't want to work with you. And God knows how y'all guys approached them. They probably put a, uh, I don't know who was working, try to deal with New Japan because I'm sure it wasn't Don Callis because Don Callis has a good relationship with New Japan. So who dropped the ball on that? You know what I'm saying? It's just stupidity that goes on behind the scene in these wrestling promotions that, you know, sometimes these guys, they don't know nothing about the profession. You know what I'm saying? I, I I hope for the days when you have guys who has wrestling experience, that being a booker or whatever, who knows the business. But now you got all these guys. I want to own the wrestling business. Don't know jack about the business. So, in other news, Vampiro explained why Lucha Underground closed down, and he said that a lot of it has to do with what happened with the first season they uh became something different stuff something special and instead of them um season one going to maybe other places and make a i guess a tour or something they stood doing the same thing in the same venue so by season three they were becoming so popular that they didn't know how to control situations because now they were becoming so popular you know it was like uh well, the way he mentioned it was uh the, the the inmates running the asylum. So uh, I don't know if there was problem behind the scene. I know one thing that for sure that there was contract situation where uh, Joey Ryan and I believe a matter of fact Vampiro himself had a contract a contract situation where they didn't want to release them. Then um and in that promotion you had he said ninety percent ninety percent of the um the guys who work in Ring of Honor, not Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, 
are working in AEW and the other 10% are working in, in, in um, WWE. Um, so it, it's true. I mean, look at the guys that came out on Lucha Underground. Ricochet, who was a King Puma. You have Pentagon, Phoenix. Uh, and who else came out of there? Uh, I believe Sammy Callahan was there at one point. So you had a lot, a couple of guys in there that were doing great. And once season five came around, there wasn't going to be done. These guys, which are undergrad, try to keep these wrestlers hostage with this stupid contract um, situation. So that's why he claimed that Lucha um, uh, Underground went under. Uh, and he said they're not coming back because a lot of these people just packed up their stuff and left. So um, that that was the thing that um, he claimed. And I think it was a Chris Van Fleet interview. So... We'll see. Also, uh, Conan is confirmed for Major League Wrestling for Fightland. But if you guys go to uh, fightfoot.com, uh, there was a video and it's on YouTube where Conan is getting slapped by Psychosis 2. Apparently, Conan uh, makes enemy in Mexico. And this is not the first time I heard him having enemies in Mexico. Uh, apparently, Psychosis, after the match, after the impact taping um, in Mexico, Conan was confronted by psychosis. Uh, you could see psychosis uh, very upset with Conan. And at one point, he kind of challenged him. Conan wasn't really, like, being confrontational. And psychosis slapped the brick out of Conan. And um, this is psychosis, too. This is not the original psychosis who used to wrestle in WCW. Uh, and he asked, he kept telling him, are you going to respect me next time? Are you going to respect me? I guess he disrespected him or whatever. And, you know, Conan being a thug who wants to be a thug, uh, and I guess he's no longer a thug after he got slapped by a psychosis, too. Uh, according to reports, Rocky Johnson, uh, the father of The Rock, died on natural causes last Wednesday, I believe. And he, um, he was 75. Rocky Johnson, I remember watching him. Uh, he was one of my favorites back in the 80s when he was in WWF at that time. And remember, I still remember that day, 1983, sitting down in my living room, watching the wrestling match with him and Tony Adams versus the Wild Samoans and them winning the World Tag Team titles. And that was like a great moment. I still see it in my eyes. I speak about it. I remember where I was sitting at, the time, what time it was. It was Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning. And it was, uh, that's the first time I think I saw where uh, fan favorites who were very good against Rule Breakers. That was like the first title of change I ever saw on TV as far as WWF at that time. Because remember, everything they used to do in Madison Square Garden, every Monday night was Madison Square Garden back then. Those were the, those were the days, man. Those were the days. And Rocky Johnson, um, I didn't follow him that much outside of WWF because I really didn't get, at that time, I wasn't really into other wrestling promotions. I was I used to watch Florida Championship Wrestling with Gordon Soley, and that was Monday nights at 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night. And, um, and but I used to watch WWF at that time, and Rocky Johnson was one of my favorites. Um, they never gave him the Intercontinental belt. I remember he started feeling with Rock, uh, the Magnificent Don Morocco. They never gave him the belt. But um, it's very sad to see a man um, who could have had a lot of potential but wasn't given that that much of uh, investment uh, for him to carry a title back in those days. Uh, but he was um, 
but he was inducted into Hall of Fame by his son, and you know what? My um, condolences to the Rocks family, and you know, it's it's sad. I mean, this month alone, we lost three wrestlers already. We lost uh, La Parca, too, or well, not the original WCW LA Park. Um, we lost Kendall Nakasaki at 71, and we lost Rocky Johnson. And this, it, what was crazy was it was like, you know, they say death comes in three. Now three wrestlers died within that week, um, and it's sad, but it is what it is. May you rest in peace. Um, again, so anyway, guys, this is it. It was a very short. There's not a lot of things popping off right now. I mean, I don't really talk about WWE. I really don't care less. There was a rumor going around. I just saw uh, on, on Facebook, I think yesterday, that claimed that Seth Rollins was suspended for uh, well policy. I went on uh, online. I will put that up on Facebook, on social media. Is an idiot. That's all I gotta say. Um, there was somebody posted that he was getting, that he was suspended for using, uh, I guess, um, some drugs, whatever, for the well policy, and he was being suspended. I mean, I don't, I don't know where that person got that information from, because there's nowhere to be found. Uh, some wrestling fans, honestly, I think they're a bunch of idiots because they don't, they just do things to troll other fans. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't understand it. It's, it's, guys, it's just wrestling. Why would you put something up like that? You know what I'm saying? To mislead other wrestling fans, you know? And trolls joining, uh, uh, I say, AEW Facebook groups just to troll and, and talk crap about the promotion. Why are you in those groups? You know what I'm saying? You, are you that miserable that you have to go and go into these groups and just aggravate people? You know, you know, the, the, the I'm telling you, the, this wrestling community is just so toxic when it comes to, you know, stuff, people, f- favorite promotion, all this nonsense, you know, I, I can't, you know, especially WWE uh, marks. They, they, they're the worst. And you talk back about WWE, they just want to kill you. I mean, I speak the truth. I don't care. You can come at me all you want, but I'm going to bring facts no matter what and whether you like it or not. That's the way it is. This is why I bring the Chokeslam Wrestling Report because I'm going to bring you the, you know, information. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to give you my feedback and my opinion about it. I've been watching wrestling for the last 45 years. And believe me, I've seen everything, everything. So it's not like I'm just some guy who just started watching wrestling the other day. I'm, I'm not that person. Anyway, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening to, the, to this episode, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am all over uh, the platform of, of audio podcasts. Um, I'm in Google, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and other major platforms that you can listen to. Also, you can find me. Also, I have a YouTube channel uh, called The Chokesland Wrestling Report. Um, you can check out my latest videos in there. You like what you see, the content. Uh, feel free to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell for new uploads. And if you like anything, just give me a thumbs up and sh- tell a friend again. Thank you, everybody who supports this, uh, this podcast. Shout out to Connecticut. I finally got somebody from Connecticut who started listening to and all the other states that have been listening and supporting this podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the people in Portugal, United Kingdom, Australia, India, Puerto Rico, uh, Australia, I believe in Ireland. 
So uh, the podcast is getting played in certain areas of the world. Czechoslovakia was my latest one, which I was very, very uh, surprised. But um, keep supporting it. And I appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, you guys continue supporting the podcast. Until then, guys, I'll see you on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite Review. And definitely, and more news if whatever comes through from here to Thursday. Have a good day, guys, and enjoy your day off on this national holiday, Martin Luther King. Until then, I'll see y'all Thursday.